welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the Six Again podcast. This is our State of Origin 1 review show and also our preview for round 14 of the NRL season. This is our third pod this week, Jared, I think, uh, including Sunday night, Tuesday night, yeah, and then tonight. So we're going to try and get through everything, uh, that we are going to have to skip over some things and to be able to fit everything in, but that's just how it is as the NRL season continues to roll on uh, tomorrow night. Um, I'm tired uh, because I tried to sleep in, but actually got up at 510 or as we know it in Queensland at the moment, 50 to 6. <laughs> That's all I can do. I can just laugh. Suck shit. Suck shit. That Adam, Adam, Adam said at the start of the podcast, and this is just me personally, he's like, I don't like watching, um, you know, what did you say about losing in winning? I said, I don't enjoy... Um, watching my team win 50 to six, it's much less enjoyable when it's your team getting beaten 50 to six. I'm much Yeah, and I just said, look, I'm a Newcastle and New South Wales fan for the last 15 years. I've just copped it and copped it and copped it. So nothing has gone right for me. Um, And yeah, so it was a good night last night. I loved it. Finally, finally got a dominant win to watch. It was good. Um. The only upside I could really take out of last night as a Manly fan and everyone jumping on us that Manly are a one-man team, rada, rada, rada. Um, yeah, last night in New South Wales was Manly and Tom Trebojevic did the same thing for them. And uh, I think people actually went, you know what? This guy isn't just being hyped up by Manly. He's pretty fucking good. I was like... I, I don't know who even questioned that. Like, Well, it's just who, who, about like four or five weeks ago, whatever, it was the whole Pappenhausen invest Tedesco. I'm like, yeah, Trebojevic is pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't... couldn't do what Trebojevic did last night. Oh, dude. You know, the moment that got me is in the first five minutes where he took that run up the middle and ran over yeah, Tino yeah. Fasimawali. Yeah. I was just sitting week. there like, is that even allowed? Like, There's... imagine... Imagine in the 80s, a centre yeah. running over a front rower. <laughs> like, There's <laughs> something... Um, I might have to get Pythago NRL onto it. And, um, thanks for hitting us back, mate. That was um, awesome. And thanks for letting us use your data last episode. Um, there is a stat out there. I couldn't find it leading into this one. When Trevoich plays for Manly, if he takes two um, hit-ups... Um, of a set coming out of Manly's own half, or if he takes the first hit up, uh, the field equi- the field position that that equates to um, compared to sets where he doesn't have a hit up is better than any forward in the comp um, by a long way, and it, it's it's ridiculously off the charts the impact he had. And as soon as I think it was their first set, Trebojevic took two hit ups. I went, yeah, we're oh. in trouble. Like yeah, like hit ups coming oh. out of their own end. Um, yeah, you can't deal with it because he's heavier than some of the forwards, faster and bigger. Like he, he's oh. yeah. Like what? What else do you say about it? everyone? Everyone watched it. You all know what happened. He just fucked them up. 
New yeah, South Wales, Latrell, honestly. Just... Yeah, Latrell Mitchell and Trebojevic last night have scored more try scored more tries than the Bulldogs have all season. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Queensland, <laughs> Queensland did. I, 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 you lose 50, 50 to six in Origin. You have to strip everything back, literally everything. And I don't know. Back. New South Wales got beaten by that a couple of times in that eight-year period. And Oh, yeah, wait, they stripped everything back, and it didn't help, so... No. Nah. Well, um, okay. Sure. Okay, we're not going to go through changes of the game, but nah. surely you'd make changes. <laughs> surely. They'll have to. Uh, in my opinion, it's not going to make any difference, but the... <laughs> you reckon the series is done? Yeah, oof. Well, last, oof. Year, last year, Queensland upset New South Wales in the first game um, and ended up winning the series. But Queensland won it literally just based on grit, determination, and it was winning by the finest of margins. Latrell and Trebojevic weren't there. You put them in last year's series, New South Wales wins again because the impact they have is bigger than those tight margins that we saw. And just watching it last night, to me, was just when Slater, Inglis and um, Thurston were on fire, as a Queensland supporter, you're going, you know what, I'm Smith. As a Queensland supporter, you're going, anytime we're behind in the game, we knew we were still going to win. And it's just that confidence. Now looking at it with Travoyevich, Mitchell and Tedesco, I'm going, there is no three players in Queensland that can match that skill and talent. Yeah. Look, you're... you're, you're... The coach (laughs) is the biggest concern for me. And we'll get to what... yeah, your 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 selections were bad. Your selections were unsure of themselves. Yeah, we um, you know, you na- leading up to it. Sorry, we 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 pointed that out leading up to it. I don't oh know. no, no, but but it, it, it just that. really showed. Like, you know, I'm not even going to mention the fact that Ponga told Queensland don't pick him because he was injured. But on like, what another thing that reminded me of a couple weeks ago when Wayne Bennett. Uh, when Pembroke was smacking South Sydney, he didn't put Benji Marshall on the field <laughs> because he came out and said it was just going to be embarrassing. Queensland last night threw AJ Brimson in the middle mm. and what exemplified it so bad was when you could tell this Paul Green was just following the thing, oh, we'll put him in there, maybe he can create something. When Daniel Sofidi so just went... Oh, mate, look who's in the middle right there. Harry Grant and AJ Brimson. Who am I going to run at? It was just... Well, in all honesty, that would be the same in club because as a fullback, you'd be in the same spot. But, but like, come on. There's like commentary this, saying, oh, he picked, it, picked out the small guy in the line. Like, yeah, but he sends it. Yeah, but it was right under the post. He would have been, like, it, it was crap. It was, it crap. was crap. He shouldn't, it was he shouldn't have even gone on the field last night. I don't, the only reason he should have it was Christian Welch was got the HO, which is a massive loss for Queensland. But overall, this when Paul that Green sort of snowballed, it reminded me of last year's game when Murray and who was the other one got yeah Tedesco the game yeah, and I was like yeah, yeah this is just turns was it swings and roundabouts or whatever. Um, yeah. That kind of snowballed quickly. We meant to, we usually do an intro and introduce ourselves. So um, the disappointed but not surprised Maroon supporter. My name's Adam. Uh, very happy and hoping we can do it again in the second round, second game. I'm Jared, New South Wales supporter. Yeah, and usually we'd hit the uh, little sound button there, blow out a slow drink. 
um, beer porks. I usually have a beer at the start, and I do. I've got a Mornington Pale Ale. Uh, shout out to Benny Taylor, his ex-brewery. Um, it's gone downhill a long way, mate. Um, the pale that the pale that they the pale that they have now is nothing to what it was when you were there. So, well done, champ. Love your work. Um, hope, hope, hope Benny has still got a good, good relationship with Mornington. Bloody hell. No, I'm just saying this is just from a punter's point of view. I'm just, you know, just being honest, giving some feedback. You don't have to throw Benny into the yeah. middle of it. Jesus. Oh, I, he did a good job. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're just going to keep rolling with the state of origin stuff. Um, we're going to spend, I know, 20 minutes on it, hopefully. Uh, there's a lot, lot of stuff to be said. We're going to do more selection changes leading up to game two as opposed to trying to talk about them now. And we're just going to look at some of the finer points from last night. Uh, and then we'll go into all the stuff that's happening off the field and start looking at the round 14 teams. And we're also going to have a look at where our season predictions are sitting now that we're just over halfway. We meant to do a couple of weeks ago, but things got a bit mixed up with uh, hospital trips, etc. And um, so, yeah, so it's going to be a big show, but it should be pretty entertaining as we go through. So, if you're living under a rock and didn't see or at least hear about State of Origin last night, it was the first ever State of Origin in Townsville. It was completely sold out. It was the most one-coloured State of Origin I remember seeing ever. The entire stadium was full of Maroon supporters with tiny little specks of blue here and there instead of ANZ or uh, Suncorp with his entire sections. And New South Wales took the crowd over pretty damn quickly. And they got awfully quiet, awfully quick. Yes. The most surprising thing for me, and um, I was on Twitter Fire last night on our account, and my biggest surprise was we talked about Kurt Catewell getting stood up one-on-one. Um, I didn't expect it to be Dane Gagai, who was stood up pretty damn quickly. They didn't score off it. They ended up scoring around Kurt Catewell. Uh, it was Tom Trebojevic playing in the centre for like the two minutes he played in centre all game. And absolutely burnt him for speed. And just like everyone predicted would happen, except for supposedly the Queensland camp. And then it just went from there uh, with New South Wales running out 50 to six winners. And they earned and deserved every single one of those points. And it was such Queensland a and performance. Queensland earned and deserved every bit of points against them. Yes. Um, there was no shortage of stars for New South Wales. There was no shortage of disappointing efforts for Queensland. So what we're going to do is going off the bat is a player that proved your prediction right going into the game and a player who proved you wrong. So we did our state of origin analysis. We talked about players that we expected to do well, players we weren't real fussed about being there. Um, who proved you right, Jared? Who proved you wrong? I got I got two second rows. So prove me right was Dave Fafita. Um, I said at the start of this, like last week um, that he can win a game for you or you can go completely and utterly missing. Yeah. Um, he was brought in that team to be an enforcer, run over people, and I think he made one tackle bust. I'm probably wrong there, but one dominant tackle bust. And then other than that, he got shown up attacking defensively all night. Cameron Murray just got low on him shot up on him and he wasn't quick enough to adapt about it. Um, what I got wrong about was actually Tarek Sims. So he was the biggest question mark. I think Adam and I both had about New South Wales squad. Um, 
he was no flares, made his def- defensive decisions right all game. Um, he set up an amazing try that I didn't know even know he could pass that far. <laughs> um, yeah, he just he was just there all game. He made it. There was one point I was really impressed by. Queensland probably their best play all game. They passed it along the line. They were drifting to the right, and they passed it inside to Val Holmes. Yeah, and he got the last tackle on him, low tackle, and it just looked like an origin play right there. And I was really stoked about that. So definitely wrong about Tarek Sims, but I was, I was on point with David Fafita. Like, so with Fafita, are you talking about his impact or like his meterage or? All, like all around game. So he, he's, he, he's brought in to come up to terrorize edges and halves. Yes. Um, there's only, I'm just letting you know. And only- I made the point that Clip, Oh, crap. You frozen? I was going to say, he, there was only one other Queensland forward who ran for more metres than he did. Yeah, but, like, you can run the metres, but he just... He absolutely showed he up to boost, which was horrible. Like the fact Yeah, but he didn't do what he was, was supposed to do. Like he, no, he didn't do what he was supposed he, to do. He, he's supposed to break five tackles and have four people on him every tackle. That's his job. And... He didn't do that, and yeah. that's yeah. He, it was just bad. He had yeah two tackle breaks. Yeah, like wow. for for him that that's that's bad. Sherry like, Evans had three. <laughs> oh my see, god! And, and and the thing about it is that either side of him, he he's got two of the most well the Australian halves pairing currently. Um next to him and yeah. they should have been able to put him in more space and he should have been running the correct lines for them as well. Um, and I also said that, you know, Nathan Cleary's the kicker in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. So they should be terrorizing him. Dave Fafita is the perfect person to be running at Nathan Cleary. The amount of times he attempted to isolate and the camera Murray just jammed him up, up down low. It was just, it was just, I wasn't, wasn't happy with him. Um, yeah, that was mine. What's yours? Um, prove me right. Uh, Jake Trebojevic shouldn't have been there, did nothing. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have to do anything. The backs were making all the meters. Well, no, there was some forwards. Well, not many, but there were some forwards for New South Wales that did some things. Um, Jake Trebojevic, seven runs, 58 metres. Uh, he played a maximum, he played 29 minutes. Uh, That's the lowest he's ever played. Yes, because the player I was wrong about um, came on and showed him up, which is Payne Huss. And I talked about how unimpactful he usually is coming off the bench or that I've seen, well, looking at statistically the same. But coming off the bench, he was the only, and um, to put this in context, he was the only New South Wales forward, except for Daniel Saifidi, the starting prop, to run over 100 metres. That shows how dominant yeah. back five for New South Wales were. He ran for 132 yeah. metres coming off the bench. Uh, Saifidi ran for 142. The next closest New South Wales forward was uh, Tariq Sims with 87 metres. Yeah. Like that, that showed every single one of the back five were 100, with Ado Carr being the laziest at 101. Um, 
<laughs> he, he was awesome. Um, but um, Dane Gagai, to me, was the epitome of Queensland's demise. That was the worst State of Origin game I've ever seen him play that I can remember. Um, the, the joke around when he plays for the Rabbitohs, he switches, there's a flick, there's a, a switch that gets flicked and his performance deteriorates. People were throwing that meme up, but it was in reverse saying he's in the Maroon jersey, but they forgot to flick the switch back. He made seven runs for 42 metres. This is a guy, yeah. But what what was that, um, what was surprising, we talked about New South Wales attacking Kurt Catewell. It wasn't the case. They attacked Dane Gagai. He made 28 tackles. Um, Kurt Catewell made yeah. So like, they're just running at Gagai because they're like, you know what? You know, He's a great you know why I reckon that is? And most of his defense at center is he lets the player get to the side and then takes a leg. Oh, I don't think that was targeted just because of gay guy. I think that came into New South Wales game plan overall. Just because and I don't understand why Queensland weren't ready for it because Brad Fittler said that Travoyevich was going to roam. But um, like if he Latrell Latrell Mitchell never had a license to roam. So you only play the furthest Travoyevich could roam was the other side. So most of the attack was should they should have expected to go down that way, just because Travoyevich was roaming essentially. But it was Mitchell owning him, not Travoyevich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, obviously having you know Jerome Luai having the option to pass to Travoyevich, someone's got it. Someone's going to go Mitch uh, yeah. Travoyevich, then Mitchell beat him. Like, um, it was just <laughs> there was no one in that Queensland team stopping him. No, no, there wasn't, but he was so far below. He looked oh, like yeah. a player. He's he looked, he was so bad, and I was so let well, by him. Um, another part of it is I don't reckon you trusted a, a Xavier Coates. Why would you? I don't reckon. Oh, mate, I don't. I don't <laughs> reckon he's. They had. They they were not talking throughout the game, and there was no real faith there that it was going to happen, and that's how. Mitchell made so many bloody meters and tackle breaks. put it this it way. Just... Um, Felt and Coates aren't in there for defense. Uh, they're two of the worst defensive wingers in the comp, especially Felt. Um, they're there for their finishing. They didn't get a chance to do it really. Um, Xavier Coates was not great under the high ball, especially in defense. But yeah, anyway, um, they're the players who proved us right and wrong. Uh, there was a couple others we obviously got to put in there. Um, uh, what... I actually want to commend Queensland for proving everyone wrong. As far as everyone, <laughs> everyone walked into the game going, I hope the referee doesn't ruin this game. The referee didn't ruin it. Queensland ruined it. Yes, thank you very much. Um, referee yeah, so good been- on Queensland. You didn't make it about the referees. Congratulations. Yeah. Refereeing has been a point of contention out of this game, but for positives going... This was ref really well. Why can't every round be ref like this? Um, because I was surprised Kyle Felt did not get Simbinned for his hit on Cam Murray. I was surprised going on the last month. I can't remember. Um, it. I do remember. Yeah, doing I'll... shoulder charge. He's um, going to be. Yeah, how did that thing get penalised? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was very, I was very surprised that they didn't get Simbin. I was happy it didn't, but I was very surprised it didn't. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought. 
Does he has twenty origins now for Ben Cummins? Yeah, he's he, yeah, he's really. Origins. Wasn't Ben? Wasn't Ben Cummins? Was was no, name wrong. No, See, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. You keep going. That's how much attention I paid to the ref because he did such a good job. Um, my this is gonna. <laughs> So sorry, I just typed in Origin Twenty One REF, and it goes. It said, or, and then the um, predicted thing goes, Origin Twenty One Queensland refund. Oh. <laughs> was it Jared Sutton? Yeah, it was Sutton. Sutton, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the the call that I agreed with, and we always talk about common sense being needed. Oh, the um, Mitchell score, Mitchell try. Yeah, and we talk about the, the head highs and I was talking uh, with a New South Wales supporter before the game yesterday and, and he's a Parramatta supporter and they should be happier than anyone out of any New South Wales supporters because they had no players in and New South Wales smashed and they're still full bill of health. So, oh, sorry, apart from Junior Paulo. Um, oh, and he didn't get the head highs either Can't because be they right. talking about incidental accidents. Too. Anyway, we're talking about common sense being needed more. So the one where Xavier Coates bombed the bomb and put it straight up and Sutton went upstairs because Payne Haas was clearly offside. So he did the right call. And I, I wasn't aware of the rule. I knew the 10 metres and you can't be within 10 metres of where the ball is. And we've seen it a hundred times that that gets pulled up for a no try because he's within the 10 metres. However, the video ref used discretion to say he was passive and had no interference or had any impact on the play, which he didn't. And therefore he awarded the try, which to me was the right decision, even though it's not the one that we've seen the previous 10 times this has happened. Um, I hope there's more of that going forward. I was pissed off because New South Wales scored, but I couldn't begrudge the referee because I, I, I believe that if it was Queensland doing the same thing, I'd want that to be called a try and it was called a try. Um, Brad Fittler completely outcoached Paul Green. <laughs> That's the one analysis we didn't do going into this game. Um, I did question some of his selections in the forwards, and I'm not going to say I was proved right or wrong. It's just it wasn't the back five of New South or the back seven of New South Wales did the damage. The forwards literally just had to stand there and run the ball every now and then. So I couldn't really get a gauge on them. But his Allowance of um, Trebojevic to Rome um, made sense. His faith in Luai, which... Oh, oh I questioned oh, it. Yeah, a question to a point because of the form recently. I think he made that call a fair few weeks ago and he was proved right in that. Um, but the players look so much more switched on. And it wasn't until today oh, yeah. I read the comments and... Cherry Evans, he pissed me off last night with his post-match press conference. The majority of what he said, I agree with. But when he said we missed the bus, don't give me that shit after getting smacked 50 to 6. You don't rock up to state of origin in the part of Australia where it means the most in north and outback Queensland and say you missed the bus. It's your fucking job to be ready for the biggest game of the year so far. That falls on the coach more so than the players because their responsibility to get ready. And then the comments coming out of today, like this is from, uh, what's his face? Jai Arrow 
saying our execution at training just wasn't good enough. That's the sort of thing that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, what's the other thing they said? He said that. He said execution that. at training. Well, actually, Paul Green said that first, and then um, Arrow admitted to it. So Maroons, Maroons coach Paul Green highlighted poor execution at, tra- at training at just one problem he must fix. Well, fucking right, that shouldn't happen in the first place. You're a coach with nothing else to do all year except for get this camp ready. Yeah, you had a location change. That doesn't yeah. change any part of your training. And then you've got your players coming out in a green. Um, Munster... Really it fucked up New South Wales more than Queensland. Yeah. At least Munster called himself out saying, I've had a month off, but that's no reason for me to play this poorly. Um, he knows how good a player he is, and he pretty much kicked, in, kicked himself and said, oh, shit. That's, I'd prefer to hear that rather than I wasn't ready. That's why I was shit. Uh, at least he said I was shit and there's no excuse for it. Um, oh, what's something else that annoyed me? It's just... <clears throat> oh, I know. That, that just that pissed me off, the fact that your senior players are coming out and saying training wasn't good enough. Our camp preparation wasn't where it needed to be. This isn't coming from freaking rookies. This is coming from senior players and the coach. That's not what I want to hear as a Queensland supporter. I wanted to hear everything was busting our ass leading up to this. We'll do the same next time and push for a different result. Not we slack ass at training and we got our ass kicked because of it. See, see, <laughs> well, you prefer them to lie to you. Um... No, I just prefer that not to be the truth. So, Last year, Brad Fittler came out. Sorry. Two weeks ago, Brad Fittler came out and said, Wayne Bennett outcoached me as far as motivation to get the boys up for that last game. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Queensland came out and won it, even though New South Wales were heavy odds. Mal Meninga is considered the greatest state of origin coach ever. But... you got to ask if a state of origin coach can coach in the NRL week in, week out. Because coaching the NRL is would be so much harder to get them up. New, Queensland coach, all they have... Oh, sorry. Origin coaches, all they have to do is, boys, this is the structure we're going to play with to beat the team. They've got it in front of you. Mm-hmm. And show and motivate them to do the 1% plays all the time. Yep. That's all like, origin um, is as a coach. The New South Wales try saving tackle, what, with two minutes? Oh, yeah, right at the end. Yeah. That has to be enforced at the coach. And if Jai Arrow, at this point, he's a senior origin player because he's played over five games. He would have played in the last two series at least. Um, has come out and said training wasn't good enough. That means the coaches have to be looked at as setting their standards. Like, how did Jonathan Thurston, being the assistant coach in there, allow that to happen? Uh, and then it come out that, like I said, one of the senior players questioning the training schedules and how the, how the training's coming off. How Like, I've never seen that from Queens. I was so surprised. I didn't even read that article. I was so surprised you even said that. Um, that is huge because Queensland are so known... Queensland rep is built on the fact that they will go out four days of heavy drinking and fucking around in camp. But for that last three days, 
soon as you walk onto that football field, you're switched on. That's mm-hmm. Queensland. That's what they're built on. Um, that's why they've got Alan Langer as the head of partying in the Queensland camp because he arranges all that shit, but then he leaves it to everyone else to make sure those guys are motivated. And that's absolutely ridiculous that that standard was in that tra- in that camp. And um, because of that, like, are they going to try too hard to replicate what they've done previously is into the next game? Or, like, what, what's going to happen in the next game? It's like it's Paul Green's so game plan. And on the other side is Brad Fittler. I'll be very worried. And for this New South Wales team, I'm just going to bring it up. <laughs> Tedesco, uh, what, he's, let's see, 28 as the captain. At car. 25. Yeah, we all this. We've done all this. Brian Toho is, what, 22? Latrell Mitchell, 23. Tom Travojevic, uh, how old is this? Like, what, what, he's not, not even 26, would he? Luai, 21. Cleary, yeah, get it. 21. Queensland's the same. Um, th- this is... Yeah, but the thing about it is Queensland... the they considered this one of the most lethal backlines in the history of Origin. The whole, our oldest player is twenty eight. Mm. You guys are fucked for the next ten years if you can't come up with someone better than them. Yeah. The, only, the only hope you got that uh, you guys have is Taroyevich slipping in the shower again. Yeah, uh, a new coach would be nice. Um, looking at game two, so you still got the. Managing coaching. Um, bad news for Queensland. Greg Inglis is three weeks into a six-week recovery for a tear in his hamstring um, in Warrington uh, for their round three game. So he's not coming back. Um, so throw that one out the window if you're thinking about it. There was some remarks made about Munster's leg roll kick thing. Um, you don't okay. want to see it, but it. there were... Three, four of those acts. Um, Cleary did one. Um, Holmes did one. Um, I'm missing another one. Anyway, it happens. Uh, this is just the one that media picked up on as much as they did. Did it look good? No. He's accepted the fine for it. He didn't try and justify why. He explained why, but he didn't use his justification. Um, it happens. Unfortunately, um, but so does hands in the face and rubbing their face into the ground and elbow to the jaw and all that sort of stuff in the ruck and the camera can't zoom in on every single play. So I don't really think it's much of a talking point. Oh, I just I just didn't like the idea of hands and knees and Munster was over the top of him. Liam Martin was not touching him when he kicked. He, he kicked it. He didn't push his leg out. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's, yeah. it's not the same, but if you're the ball runner and you're on your back in a tackle and the player uses your face to press down on when they get up. It happens like every third or fourth play. Yeah, no, but there, there's a big difference. There's a massive difference. Like, I don't even agree with what Cleary did. I, someone being prone like that and you What's having a What's worse tent- that than no. being pressed down on your back and not being able to move and someone smashes your face into the ground? Like, that happens so much through a game and you're, you're defenseless. Cameron Munster had a tanty. Yeah. Players have And he's done it before. 
He's done it before. He did it in the grand final about three years ago when he was losing, and he mm-hmm. got Simbin for it. When he loses like that, he has a tanty. Mm-hmm. And as the leader of the NRL, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely crap. If it was a regular game, it wouldn't have even probably got on the news once. Yeah, I think uh, also another headline that's actually come out the last couple of days is the fact that Jerome Luai has actually pledged himself for Samoa over Australia but still wants to play Origin. And Mal Meninga has absolutely torched him for this because he said he shouldn't be picked for any team. Uh, any or, you, Sorry, you should your ultimate goal in playing Origin should be playing for Australia. So mm. you, they shouldn't be picked. And the NRL made uh, that pretty clear a few weeks ago. Yeah, no. So Jerome Lewis pledged himself to Samoa. He's not putting himself eligible for Australian duty. So that might, that might be his one and only Origin, or at least maybe one and only Origin. Ah, uh, he'll get picked in next week. He'll get picked next week. Oh, it's because he hasn't yet been picked for Samoa. That's probably it, eh? Or he has? Oh, Tonga, sorry. Uh, hold on, I got it up here. Uh, found himself center of a state of origin eligibility storm after the opening game, before the opening game. Um, however, the five-hours right to play for New South Wales will be thrown into question by Kangaroos coach and Rose legend Mal Meninga, who says only players who commit to rep- represent Australia should be eligible for late selection. Yeah, um, made that clear. Luai, despite growing up and playing in New South Wales, told the Sunday Telegraph this week that he would love to honour his family heritage by representing Samoa instead of Australia at test level. So, yeah. So, I agree with that. With Meninga. I don't think he should be playing for New South Wales if he's not yeah, going well, to play that for was, Australia. That was the whole Tamalolo thing earlier this year. That The NRL made it pretty clear that it's not going to be... Allowed, yeah, but, but he's pledged for some reason because um, has he played for? Him? I don't know. This no, he, he has played for him. He's played for Samoa, tier, so the but NRL, they're tier two. Oh, they're tier two. That's what it is. Yeah, and Tonga are tier one. Oh, it's because Tamaloa played for New Zealand. That's what it was. And it, yeah, and a tier one as well, Tonga. Tonga, Tonga tier one. Yep, they are now. There won't be oh, next okay. World Cup because they're going to be horrible. Oh man, we'll see. Um. Anyway, I think the, the last that I have it, my phone died, was um, New South Wales, 11 line breaks to one. And, oh, I can't remember the other one. And this is despite Queensland having eight set restarts to one. And um, <laughs> the penalty count was in their favour. Oh, no, it might have been not because you guys kept it, yeah, kept doing shepherds. <laughs> it was so yeah, bad. There it's was little, another hell Let the jump happen, boys. Um, Escort, but, sorry. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was an absolute beatdown. Um, the only thing that was equal all night was the two new logos. Um, <laughs> I love both, except for the Blues one still putting their sponsor on it. I only just realised that, which means they come second now because it looks stupid. Uh, but if you take that off, I love the two new shields and the they're very old school, I think, which is why I like it. Nice and simple. Um, and if you want to go really in-depth analysis, we know Queensland lost because they got rid of their collar. Um, so that's the uh, end of our State of Origin wrap-up. We're going to have a quick break. Uh, I'm going to have to write down that time for editing now. And we're going to come back with all the stuff going off the field in the NRL in our off-the-ruck segment uh, before we get into round 14 analysis. 
So the only thing that people may have missed going on off the field is that the Warriors will be returning to New Zealand, uh, to Auckland and Mount Smart to be playing a game in the regular season. And it's going to be pretty much a farewell match for Roger Tuafasa-Shek, um, which, is, which is huge. So he will get to play a final game in New Zealand in front of the Warriors fans, his friends and family before heading to Rugby Union next year. It's going to be round 22. It's against Canterbury, so August 15. And it'll be almost two years to the day since they last played their home game, which is going to be awesome for the Warriors. Uh, I feel for the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, they are going to be so fired up and that crowd is going to be packed, I would assume. Um, they had hoped to return the August 7th clash with Cronulla, uh, but Eden Park was already booked so, oh, sorry, even considered played well as, as Mount Smart and Eden Park were already booked. Um, they were going to move it to Wellington, but felt their first match should be in Auckland. So they put it back to that week. So huge news there for the Warriors. Instead, um, I feel for Canterbury support uh, players, I th- still think they will immensely enjoy themselves being part of that atmosphere and that experience. There are a bunch of other stories. We don't have time tonight to go over them, so we're not going to. We'll jump straight into signings. So Tepai Maroa, who was a Parramatta Eels player, um, he came over from Rugby Union to start with as an Australian Rugby Union schoolboy player. He went back to Rugby Union with the Waratahs uh, with a promise of a Wallabies jersey and a hell of a lot of money, neither of which eventuated. And supposedly the ARU is still chipping in six figures uh, to pay off his salary. He has been signed by the Melbourne Storm for the rest of the season. And he was a solid, if not outstanding, uh, player for Parramatta, but I could see him doing quite well down there for the rest of the year. Uh, I, I reckon this is close to one of the best signings in the NRL. He, he, he was... Yes. Mm. Sorry? I, I don't... I wouldn't put him as outstanding or anything. Nah, he he. It could has, be. No, when he was playing for New South uh, Para, I considered him one of the biggest losses I've had in a long time. He is a really good player, like really solid. Yeah, I'd take Papalihi. <laughs> even when even when Papalihi was at Warriors last year, he was to me is he offers more, but. I just see him as a solid player, but solid players have turned into more than solid players at the Storm. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a very strong second half of the season. There's even a chance he'll make his debut straight away this weekend. And good news for Warriors fans, but probably more so for Bunty Afoa, who was told that he was free to look around at the start of this year. The Warriors have now signed him for a further two years based off his form this season, uh, which is really cool. And the Warriors have also signed Storm middle forward Aaron Penne on a two-year deal starting from 2022. Did we talk uh, about um, Paul Turner going to the Titans? I don't think we did. No, no, didn't. Paul Turner's so, going to go to the Titans. That's a good signing by that. Yeah, so a two-year deal starting in 2022. So there's talk of that player switch, Reese Walsh, Paul Turner, the Broncos that didn't eventuate. He's now going to the Titans. Um, he's currently rehabbing a shoulder injury, but he will be there. And, yeah, we've covered all the others in previous episodes. Um, Let's just roll hard hits into this same segment now just to save time for tonight. So charges out of origin. We'll do suspensions first. 
Cam Munster has picked up a fine for that uh, grade one contrary conduct charge. For that kick. So, Mo Fodawaker has accepted a one-game ban for a grade one dangerous contact charge for a late shot on Latrell Mitchell. Uh, Kyle Felt has received a $1,600 fine via an early guilty plea for his tackle on Cam Murray. Uh, I'm really surprised by that. I'm that? really surprised by that. I, I thought he... Footy attract a bit more than that, but it is what it is. Yeah. That's everything straight out, just out of origin. I don't even know if we covered the suspensions from last round. Yeah, we did. Okay, good. All right, casualty wards. So Nathan Cleary suffered a face facial laceration. I'm pretty sure it was just a pop whitehead, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I actually mentioned that last night. How young is this bloke? Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> Feel for you, buddy. We've all been there, man. Maybe not that extent, <laughs> but we've all been there. Um, he had to be stitched up at halftime. I was... This might make me sick. I don't know. But I was so hoping for a, fla- uh, a um, flash of the camera into the New South Wales change room to see that old staple gun back out straight onto the... Oh, fa- how good it be? Oh, Mick DeVere. When he was like trying to move away and it's still hanging off his eyebrow. No. Oh, man. Have you heard that story from Mick Crocker? So he, he uh, wasn't... Where's this going to go? Mick Crocker's known <laughs> for stories. Um, he wasn't in the... He didn't get picked for Queensland one year and he bloody um, cut his foot open when he was drinking out drinking for the, um, in a pub where all the New South Wales boys were drinking in New South Wales one week year when he was playing for Roosters. And... Uh, the team doctor was drunk and he cut his foot and he took him back to the hotel room and they stapled their foot while drunk. And then the next day he had to rock up to Roosters training with Ricky Stewart as his coach and his stitches were about three centimetres away from his actual cut. And Ricky Stewart made him train for the next two days in St. Jude's. And the old stapler. What? <laughs> he had staples in his foot and Ricky Stewart said you're an idiot you have to start training that's brilliant <laughs> that's self-inflicted um... <laughs> I just love the doctor was so drunk he, did. he just went I got a stapler far out um, Brian Tuo requires stitches to a cut above his eye and also suffered a cork knee. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo, who made his return for Sharks last week, by the way, had an indent in his knee cartilage. And <laughs> the first two specialists said he was going to have surgery and he'd be out for the rest of the season. And they went to a third specialist and said, just hold tight, we'll see how it repairs itself. But yeah, an indent to the knee cartilage. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, Christian Welch left the field after 12 minutes, did not look good, failed his HIA, so he'll be in protocols. Uh, Lena most likely not going to play. Cole Felt's already been ruled out uh, due to bruising his back. Reed Marnie's been sidelined indefinitely with that shoulder injury. Oh, uh, Dane no. Gagai and Jai Arrow are both ruled out for the Knights on Saturday. So well done, Newcastle. Um, Origins uh, Cook, Murray, Mitchell, Sewer. Uh, Graham and Kellum have all been included in the Rabbitohs squad, but will be examined. Um, pretty minimal workload for Cook, Murray, Sewer. Uh, so they should all be fine. Latrell Mitchell, I don't see why he wouldn't want to play the form that he was showing. Let's hope he doesn't play. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
Thomas McKayley for West Tigers has picked up a knee injury and he'll miss a week. Uh, Tom Trebojevic isn't on there. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, they hadn't updated, oh. and um, he's out this. He's out tomorrow night because Manly had the shortest turnaround. Yeah, look, uh, all the all the Penrith players ruled out. Yeah, we knew that before before the Origin. Clearly, or yeah. So what what this um this team list we're about to do is hundred. It'll be all talking about you know, if they're going to be able to play for origin. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be, the teams are going to be very, very um, doubtful as to what they're going to be in the long run. So yes. this is going to be a very interesting um, weekend as far as that goes. All right. So that brings us to the end of hard hits. We'll be back with our half yearly rankings before we analyze the teams for round 14. Okay. So at the start of the season or, Prior to the season, sorry, Jared and I both picked our top eights for the end of year. Uh, we also picked our grand finalists, grand final winner and Clive Churchill medal winner. Oh, and Dally M, I think. Yes. Yeah. So Jared's going to take us through the top eights. Do you have the Dally M leaderboard up there? I'll bring it no, up. No, but if you want to go through that and find it, yeah. then um, I'll bring up this. So uh, I got... Dally M RTS, Roger Tulvasa Check. I was hoping that his last year um, he might be able to swing something. Look, unless he picks up his game, but the reality of it is that he's changed, he's moved to the wing for the last end of the season to cover mm-hmm. Reese Walsh, which no one would have expected. Um, but in saying that, too, I don't think many people would be like, oh crap, Roger Tulvasa Check got it. For my grand final, I've picked um, Roosters Rabbits. So right now, the Roosters have been absolutely decimated by injury for the rest of the year, unfortunately. And yeah, Roosters the Rabbits, Rabbits, love it. The Rabbits statistically cannot make the grand, cannot win the grand final because they've been by fifty. They had fifty points for them twice this year. Yes. So if they do it, they'll be breaking one hundred and eight year history. Who did you have for Dalian? Roger Tuvasa Tuvasa so yeah, so lead uh, voting closed to the public after round twelve, and he was sitting second on seventeen points for by Nathan Cleary. On oh, there's a chance. Uh, Clive good, good Churchill. Um, I remember making this joke, and I wrote it down so I can say it again for Adam's sake because he loves this bloke, um, Joseph Sawali, um, winning the Clive Clive Churchill. But that was there's a, a joke. For that. Uh, as a joke, I actually tipped Victor Radley to win it, but I think he's he just came back, didn't he? But he's getting suspended every two weeks. Um, okay, so top eight. Oof, oh, wait on. Just, we'll do, do mine there, so that way we don't have to worry, remember it too much. I think I had Rabbitohs winning the premiership, beating the... Yeah, I had Rabbits as well. Who do I have beating? I, I have a feeling I picked Raiders. Oh, fuck. Well, you've got it written down, don't you? No, I've only got mine written down. Oh, you bloody muffet. You said you had them written down. No, I've got mine written down, not yours. Oh, fudge. You would have had to write it down as we're going as well. So sure it's in your book somewhere. Yeah, but Annabelle ripped pages out and everything. Anyway, Uh, you go through your top eight then. I'm going to have to find mine. Okay, so I've I've got rabbits at one. (laughs) 
Storm second. Roosters third. Broncos fourth. Oof. I laughed at you. I laughed at you because I laughed at you of that at the time. Jeez. Um, I had Knights. I had Knights at fifth. Penrith at six. Canberra seven. Gold Coast eight. With Warriors, Power, and Manly pushing. So what I've got wrong there, uh, Knights. You know, there's still a chance they can make the eight. So I'm putting them at 60-40, not making the eight. Um, Penrith obviously on top. Canberra not even close. Gold Coast, they're a 50-50 chance of making the eight still if they pick up their defense. Warriors 50-50 are making the eight. I still like that. I think they're in the eight right now, but I still don't have the highest hopes for them. Para doing a lot better than I expected and Manly doing a lot better than I expected. So I think I did a, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I did a top 11. And I've got Newcastle 60-40 making. I think this is going to be the top 11. Let's put it that way. Even though Newcastle are 14th um, currently. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I found, so, it. I found it. Our worries are ninth. So St. George are doing a lot better than expected. Tigers are up there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just having a look at my ladder here and I had dragons as wooden spooners. Um, with Bulldogs and Broncos. <laughs> so I've got the Bulldogs and Broncos. That wasn't hard. Um, geez, my ladder's actually looking pretty good. Yeah, what'd you have? So I had Rabbitohs over Roosters as well in the grand final. Um, Rabbitohs are mostly holding up their end. Uh, Roosters, yeah, I'm not looking real flash. And I had Adam Reynolds oh. to win the um, Clive Churchill Wait. his last year at the Rabbitohs. That's kind of still holding okay. Hold up, hold up. Say Roosters are going flash. They've only lost four games. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like for the second half of the season. It's the injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get pulled back. flash then. with regards to making grand final compared to Storm or Penrith is what I'm saying. Um, all right, so my top eight were, oh, jeez, Rabbits, Raiders. They're the ones letting me down. Uh, Roosters, Storm, Panthers, Titans, Eels, Seagulls. So, yeah, you're the only one who predicted Seagulls to be there. Yeah, and then my... I think I rickrolled them at the start of the year and said they didn't have anyone. Look at me now. Yeah. And then my nine and ten were Warriors and Cowboys. So they're sitting seven and ninth. Um, the teams I had outside the eight... Oh, yeah, so I'm six, I'm six for eight in the top eight and six for eight in the bottom eight. Um, the teams that I'm missing at the moment in the top eight are Cowboys and Dragons. And but all the rest, I, I'm looking all right. I got Knights sitting 11th on mine. They're down at 14th. I got West sitting 12th. They're sitting 11th. Bulldogs and Broncos are only one away. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Six for eight at this stage of the season. Um, they're in different orders. Raiders are 11 away from where I predicted them to be. Sorry, more than that. Holy jeez. <laughs> no, no, 11 away. Um, my Dally M vote was for Latrell Mitchell. And Ooh, he's still a chance. Yeah, he was 13 points uh, behind closed doors before he came back. That was before his suspension, I'm pretty sure. No, round 12 it wasn't, no. 
Um, he should be yeah, shooting up there. So I think we're both sitting pretty. I'll take my Delium over yours just based on the Roger Tulvasashek positional switch. But um, yeah, yeah look, I, I'm not like, I don't, I think Radley's going to have to fix a lot if he's going to get the Clive Churchill. But in saying that, too, he can control a game. It's just that Roosters. And Roosters have to get there. Yeah. Um, I really hope. I would be, and I think a lot of people in the NRL would be stoked if um, Tuivasa-Shek swung the, the Dalian. I think a lot that of would people be cool. would be like, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. And, um, and my state, state of origin was New here, South I just Wales. found it. Yeah, yours is 3-0. Um, and mine was New South Wales 2-1. to one. So we're both in with a shot. I'll take yours over mine right now, though. Uh, Kieran <laughs> was 2-1. to one. Someone. I'm guessing it was Queensland, but I didn't actually write it down. Um, all right, that's where we're sitting at halfway. It kind of shows that we know a little bit, um, even if we don't know a lot. All right, round 14 teams and matches. So starting off the round, we have Seagulls versus Cowboys. So it's Adam versus Maddie, my wife. Um, Oof. This could go bloody anyway. So there's a whole bunch of ins for Manly. There's some outs for Cowboys. There's positional switches. And the biggest news is we no longer have to call Brookvale Lotto Land. It's now known as Four Pines Park, which is much nicer, named after our beer sponsor, Four Pines, based out of um, Manly. I actually like that. Yeah, I really Four like that. Park. That's awesome. Yeah, much cooler. And all right, so Dylan Walker's a big in for Manly. He goes straight into the fullback position. Uh, to replace Troy Boyer, which has been rested. Jason Saab, Garrick, Mark. Yep, so the, the rest of the back line holds their spot. Kieran Foran is another inclusion for Manly, slotting straight back in at 5'8", which is good because Josh Schuster is going to miss another week based on a um, shoulder, I believe. Oh, oh, no, I sorry, ankle, if, ankle. I honestly um, wonder how much respect is given once, uh, you know, comes back because the Travojevic brothers surely, surely painted Cherry Evans' locker blue for this game. Like, surely there's something I've mentioned in the last... Uh, so. uh, like a text message, at least. Like, come on, boys, rip into him. That had to be something. Um, yeah. The Fords, uh, Hamalo Alakatu's back. Uh, he goes straight into the second row position. And Carl Lawton has moved from his utility role into starting second row. So that's to replace Schuster. Now, this is a very interesting-looking interchange for Manly. Um, before Travoyevich was ruled out, it was actually Suli and Dylan Walker on the interchange together. But now it's Suli, Ben Travoyevich, Tafoa Sipley, and Cade Cust. So you've got an outside back, a second rower, a prop, and a utility half-slash-hooker. Um, don't mind it, but would obviously prefer uh, Schuster being in there. Um Tulatu Koala and George Tafua were both extended from the squad 24 hours beforehand. Um, for the Cowboys, Valentine Holmes has been named a backup. Justin O'Neill's in on the wing to replace Kyle Felt. Tom Dearden makes his debut for the Cowboys at halfback. Um, looking through the forwards, Tamalalo is back from his suspension, as is Lachlan Burr on the interchange. Uh, yeah, Jake Clifford's obviously no longer there. 
and Helium Lukey has been left out based on not upholding the club's expectations. I wonder what that was. Yeah, they haven't said so. Okay, so I am going to pick. Uh, I'm actually so bet Tom Trulovich is playing, is he? No. I'm going Cowboys then. That's just mean. I can't look up the bets because my phone died. Okay, so for this one, so I'm yeah, going Cowboys on this one. Um, I've lost my pen to write that. Jeez, we're, we're smashing it right now. We're smashing it. Okay, so according to sports bet, dollar fifty four to Manly, two dollars fifty to Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, so that's not bad odds considering Travoyevich is not playing and there's at least ten points gone. Um that that is unfortunate reality of it right now. Okay, so who you got? Cherry Evans is Cherry Evans is gonna be fired up, I'd say. Yeah. Oh look, he, it's it's what 48 hours after an origin, he's going to be a bit sore and sorry. Um, I, I, yeah, that was another thing we didn't even talk about with Fitler. His um, planning for uh, Munster and Cherry Evans was awesome. Um, not, not an ounce of freedom. And that's exactly how you'd want the uh, opposing team to be hitting the halves. Um, who are you going for? I actually really kind of like what Hazler's done um, okay. in this spot here. I think they're real close. I, I'm going to go Manly. Um, if it's in Townsville, I'd be going Cowboys. But no, no. Well, it is Black Bob Fulton Memorial Day, Memorial game. So yeah, that, Manly. that'll be interesting. Okay, next game, you got Cronulla v Pembroke. Uh, Cronulla going at $2.50, Pembroke $1.54. Oh, I like that. Um, okay, so the only side, only change for um, Cronulla is Andrew Fafita joins the bench um, instead of Franklin Pele. Um, and Chad Townsend and Marwin Harodi were the first two players dropped from. Teague Wilton has completed his suspension and is listed amongst the reserves. Um yeah, for Penrith, obviously all the Penrith players who played last night in Origin are ruled out just to rest them. Why the hell not? They're two games ahead in the ladder. They can rest them properly and come back next week. Um, Coruscant is the 18th man for the Blues, and he's going to play. Um, Moses Leota returns from suspension. Spencer Lenny revert to the bench. Um, and Jamin Sam and Lindsay Smith drop out of the squad. So the only thing you can indication of um, where this is going is how badly Cronulla, uh, Pembroke played last weekend, missing all these players. Um, that that will be interesting. But in saying that too, it will be a second week in a row with that team. Um, interesting what's clear he's done with them over the last week. Um, I'm very curious about this game. I'm actually going to go Cronulla. Me too. Um, I just think that Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan in the halves yeah. is just too classy for Matt Burden and Tyrone May. Okay, so is that, uh, is that... can you can you give me a multi odd on Sharks winning with Mulatalo to score? First try scorer or 
Anytime. Okay, Sharks. Um, anytime try score, dollar seventy-two, and that's a three dollar fifty odds. Is it dollar seventy-two? Yeah. Three fifty odds. That's my ten dollar smackaroony right there. Okay. Okay, next game, Titans versus Roosters. Um, 375 to Titans, 128 to the Roosters. Mm. So, obviously, Tedesco's been named. Last week against Melbourne. Uh, AJ Brimson carried an injury in Origin Camp. It's good to go for season open. has been named at the back to back up. Fodawake will miss the match, um, copying the one-match ban. Um, Jaden Campbell's on the reserve list and could be called up if Brinson can't make it. I'll be very, oh, Brinson didn't play too many minutes on the mm. other night, so it'd be interesting. Um, Fafida, Famasula, uh, and Fasimawali, and Fodawake will be monitored. Oh, Fodawake has been suspended, sorry. And Mitch Ray and Anthony Don has been listed among the reserves and both were ruled out of the match with Melbourne and could be late inclusions. Uh, for Roosters, Tedesco's been named to back up. Don't be surprised if that's a late change. Um, Joseph Sawali's on the bench. Isaac Liu's been included after a nasty eye injury. And Sam Walker's back in the number seven jersey. Um, Jabari Hargraves, who plays 250th game. Look, I just think out of defense alone, Roosters are going to win this easily. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, Butcher's out. Yeah. They don't mention why. No, I haven't seen it here. Um, I, I, but I, I just don't see. Um, oh, Angus Crichton's back from suspension too. Yeah, so I don't see Gold Coast defense being able to go to stand up, especially with Sam Walker back, Angus Crichton back. It'd be very awkward for them to come back from this. Who are yeah, you going? Put away, yeah, I'm going Roosters as well. You know, we yeah, we mentioned Brett Morris as like a whole segment, so we're gonna have to do that this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna spend as a much lot on. of time on that bloke. Yeah. Okay, next game: Rabbitohs versus Newcastle. Oof. Five dollars fifty for Newcastle, a dollar fifteen for Rabbitohs. This is this is bad. Gagai and Arrow have been rested. Um, there you go. Control Mitchell decision on Cook and Mitchell will be made Thursday. Um, so expect some late changes. Wayne Bennett has a history of changing players. Uh, Mark Darren Nichols has been named to start, but we'll get had to go for the training this week due to head knock. Um, Daniel Sofidi played stronger, strongly in Townsville, expected to back up. Crossland returns to halfback alongside mid-season recruit Jack Clifford. Thank God. Um, but this is where it comes down to. Injury to Stafford Toa. See, T- Kurt Mann shift to the centre to Nari Tuala. Go on to the wing. Jeez, I love your team. That's my- See, this has made me feel better. <laughs> Look, I'm going away from tradition. I'm picking rabbits. I need some wins on the board here. And Jesus just because Christ. of that, that's a win. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going rabbit so, uh The changes you'd make, probably if Mitchell's out, you'd expect Cody Walker to go to one and uh, Marshall yep. to come into the halves. That's fine. That's covered. Who's the other one? Damien Cook. Like I said, I put on Twitter last night. He ran the ball last night in the State of Origin, a surprise tactic that Queensland wasn't planning for because he hasn't run the ball once this year. So who knows yeah. what he's going to do. 
Okay, next game. Broncos <laughs> versus Canberra at GIO Stadium. Canberra are $1.39. Oh, Broncos oh. are $3. Oh, what's the odds on no point second half? <laughs> so I don't even think I have that terms. in sports, but... Okay, so in this one, Jack Wyden obviously didn't get many minutes of interest in if he backs up. I think he will. This Name is a big eight. one. Bailey's... Sorry? No, I, was, I, was, I wasn't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey Simonson's replaced... Simonson replaces hey, Taylor Bacon as a fullback. Yeah. Sammy Valemi is a new winger. Joffrey Parley returns from suspension. You, be, you should be cheering about that. Um, Joseph Tarpany comes on the on the bench, so that's massive. Um, do we Bulldog Broncos? Um, Carmichael Hunt returns his first NRL game since two thousand nine, coming into five eight. Sweet Jesus, Kevin Walters, stop changing your halves, mate. This um, is the I best like looking it. halves here in all year. <laughs> oh. Um, Payne Haas and Xavier Coates have been included but will be monitored on Thursday I'll be very surprised if Payne Haas plays they, surely they're going to put him in Cotton Wall um, I think Xavier Coates Broncos won't win I don't consider Xavier Coates even played last night so he should be playing this oh. game um, uh, Jordan Ricky and David Meade are reserves for those two um, yeah I'm going Canberra on this one I reckon with oh, yeah. the returns they've got for Parley and Tarpany Easy win. Really exciting young back line. I love watching Matt Tomoko play. Um, yeah, so I, honestly, I, I Ricky Stewart um, is a good coach, but I haven't seen an issue with Caleb Bacon's all year. Like, he, he, didn't he, he get injured last wrong. round? Sorry, I thought he got injured. No, nah, he got dropped. So, Ooh. are you going Canberra? Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't even uh, talk about Canberra's one of the three teams, along with Broncos and Bulldogs, sniffing around for Matt Dufty. Yeah, they reckon Charles Nickel-Clocksacky on the centres. Um, okay, next uh, game, like Warriors it. versus Storm. Oh, Jesus Christ, this could end badly. Um, Storm, who? the odds on this one are $5 to $1.18. You can choose which That's one. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Adam Fanua Blake has been named among the reserves and will need to get through training this week to play his first game. Roger Tuavasa Sheks returns to the fullback with Reese Walsh suspended. Um, I was hoping they were going to say 5 8 then. Nelson Asafa Solomona will miss the Warriors game after he's found guilty of a contrary conduct charge. Um, Remus Smith, high, high tackle charge downgraded, is free to play. Ken mm-hmm. Munster, Felice Cafusi, Josh Adakar have been selected to start inside where Harry Green and Christian Watt slot in on interchange. Um, I think it's going to be a priority to get some minutes into Harry Grant because I think he was one of the biggest, um, for me, disappointments in last night's game. Um, Kenny Bromwich, who has, um, has been named in second row, even though he was expected to miss two weeks after last week. Um, I'm going Storm on this one. I don't see um, Warriors being able to stand up with the form they're in. Um, I'll tell it, you it what, will depend. Storm play like they did last week. Warriors will win this. They... Well, it will depend on Cam Munster because Cooper Johns is in the reserves, I believe. Yes, he's at number 23. 
Um, it'll yeah, but pe- probably rule out Christian Welch. Um, yeah, out of the squad because of the head knock, he's definitely going to be a um a late exclusion. But yeah, let's see what happens to the rest of them. Okay, and next game. Is on the reserves as hey, on the reserves as well for the Warriors. That could be a late in. And I saw Rocco Berry play last week up low. He's um he's good to watch. Really excited. Yeah. All right, next game. Parramatta versus Tigers. Parra are going a dollar twenty-five. Tigers are going four dollars. Parramatta. Um okay, so Brad Arthur's obviously gonna wait on Junior Paulo. Um Will Smith. Um, looks like he's going to come in over Joey Lusick and because of Reed Marnie's um, injury, so they're going to probably rotate them around. Uh, Hayes Dunster has kept Thurgo in reserve grade for another week. Holy shit. Um, and then Moses Envi for Tigers um, is, 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 sorry, is expecting the play despite limping off the field last week with a knee injury. Um, off of Hengawi, I don't think he played enough minutes to rule him out. He wasn't really... Did you see him much on the field last night? Yeah, when he got run over when um, Safidi scored a try. Um, okay, Eels, this is gonna, This is actually quite interesting because both yeah, those teams... games against teams they should win. Well, both teams have got... Mar- so, four forwards on the bench. So, you've got Murata near Corey. Sean Lane, Oregon Kafusi, and Bryce Cartwright for Para. And then you got Stefano Utakamano, who's an ex Para junior. They lost and they're very mad about that. Sean Bloor, Tom Amoni, and Alex Safaf. So it's going to be very interesting if there's an injury to their versatility. But on the other hand, the bench is just going to be played. This game is going to be played in the middle, which is going to be awesome. Um, and in saying that, too, you compare the back lines. So you got Gutherson versus Dane Laurie. Pretty decent matchup right there. Mike Acevo versus David North for Luma. I like that. Tom Opachik against Adam Dewey. Wonga Blake versus Tommy Talao. Hayes Dunster versus James Roberts. Moses Mby versus Dylan Brown. Mitchell Moses or Luke Brooks. This is actually a pretty good lineup to come up against each other. I don't mind this. This could go, this is going to be, a, I don't think it'll be a very strong defensive game, but it's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. A lot of speed, a lot of skill in the back on, line. I don't know. All right. Who's you, did, you went Storm in the last game, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I am going to go Tigers in this game. Have fun. You on Para? Mm-hmm. Okay. I went Tigers. Bulldogs versus Dragons, Para. Monday at 4 o'clock. Damn, I'm going to miss this game for due to work. Bloody hell. Um. Okay. For this one, Jeremy Marshall King has been named to make his return from injury. Lewis, um, so this is the, this is a team that's not is Luke Thompson playing. Um, Luke Thompson, let's have a look here. Josh Jackson Elliott, yep, playing up front. Yeah. All right, Bulldogs have got their best player playing. <laughs> okay, so, um. Yeah, Jeremy oh, Marshall Stimson King returns um, for Dragons. Um, Tarek Sims in reserves with forces. So it looks like he's going to get dropped out. I reckon Tarek Sims won't be playing this game. Um, and know, if, so I've got Jack Bird in my fantasy side. 
Well, Jack Bird would play moved to second row. Yep. Um, and Poasa Famasuli suffered a head knock last week and will need to pass concussion protocols to play. So this will be very, very crap. Not really looking for. I'm glad this is the game of why we're going to be at work because I'm not going to overly interest in it. Um, it'll be interesting how Matt Dufty um, responds to what's been happening in the last week. So obviously, a couple of weeks ago, he's told he wasn't wanted at Jaguars. He's kind of come out this week that they've said it's due to um, defensive capabilities and there's rumours going around also that he does not respond well to criticism and as soon as you criticise him, even though it's constructive, he starts kicking stones. Cool. Um, on the club and the coach. Exactly. I'm guessing you're going Dragons on this? Yeah. And the odds on... <laughs> yeah. On the odds, if Bull, odds on if this Bulldogs one... Were, if Bulldogs were versing the bye, I'd take the bye. Uh, that's an old joke. Um, okay, so for this one, Dragons are going a dollar twenty. Bulldogs are going a four dollars fifty. So that's the outline of this weekend's games. So we've got this is going to be interesting for us because we've got one, one. Oh, we've got only two that are different. That's disappointing. Yeah, and you're down to what four dollars of money, and I'm down to a bit. Yeah, about 80 something bucks. I got it here last week. Oh, where is it? Something. Yeah, I had 10 bucks with West to win and Crichton to score for Penrith, but they didn't. Um, so that dropped me down to. I can't find it, but I will. I'll find it by next week. Right, so, what I'm going to bet on is I'm going to have to go definites this week. Um, so you said last week and you lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the biggest deficit right now? Um, all right, I'm gonna go dragons to win. Um, so dragons to win with any time try scorer. Um, let's have a look here. That's right. I was up to 97 and lost 10 to 87. So I lost 10. I'm at 77. All right. So I'm going to go Matt Dufty, anytime try score of Dragons to win. I'm going to put the whole $4 on it. And that's going at $1.88. Fuck, I've got to add something else into that. Um, it's just increments. I yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. The whole $4 of my total into Matt Dufty to score and Dragons to win. Four bucks at a dollar eighty-eight. I've got ten at three fifty for the Sharks to win into Ronaldo Molotalo to score. I like it. So I'm on seventy-seven sixty at the moment. So that'll be minus ten equals sixty-seven sixty. There we go. Cool. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, a couple of shout-outs to Emmanuel and Nat Sinclair. Uh, Emmanuel got onto us. Um, something about Jared's bias against Penrith. Um, as soon as I read it, I knew 100% what he was talking about. So I reached out Manuel and um, I believe he's found his own uh, strategy for the podcast moving ahead. And to me, it's foolproof. Um, 
he's going to listen to me and mute Jared. So that's brilliant. I, I love the I love the play there to be able to stay in the game there. So cheers for that. And also shout Look. out to Matt Sinclair, always a good follow from uh, ex-Penrith cheerleader, uh, starting to be a lawyer, loves loves the league, always has great opinions out there. Always a good bit of to and fro between uh, Manly and Penrith at the moment. So a couple of shout outs to some of our listeners there. And um, we're trying to set you guys a goal uh, between now and the end of this round. If we could get, because we can track our listener numbers, if we can get 50 new or unique listeners between now and the end of the round, that'd be six. So uh, continue to share the podcast, tell your friends, family about it, um, all that sort of stuff. And you'd be doing us a huge solid. Anything else from you, Jared? Nah, nah, I'm good. Just bask in this glory for however long it takes till Newcastle plays. <laughs> See you next Look, time. That's a dick move, but it's not wrong. Bye. <laughs>